Kenya reverses its stance on fuel subsidies while Namibia's central bank leaves key lending rate unchanged. From over a thousand cities and 126 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC and in Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. More than a year after the final investment decision for the development of Uganda's oil and gas projects, what has been achieved so far? Paskovia Nabanja, Chief Executive Officer of Uganda National Oil Company, in this episode highlights key activities that have taken place in Uganda's oil and gas sector. That since uh, we achieved final investment decision, which was an integrated final investment decision, together with upstream and the East African crude oil pipeline, We've seen quite um, a lot of engineering works that are being implemented, including the drilling of the first Kingfisher well and also drilling some of the first wells on Tilenga. The intent, of course, for Kingfisher is to drill about 31 wells, while on Tilenga is to drill over 420 wells. The intent, again, is to produce about 40,000 barrels of oil per day from the Kingfisher field, and about 190,000 barrels of oil per day from Tilenga, giving us a total of anywhere between 230 to 240,000 barrels of oil per day. Out of that, 60,000 will go to the refinery, while the balance will go to the East African crude oil pipeline. Now, of course, as a national oil company, we take recognition that the 230,000 barrels of oil per day production at Plateau may not be maintained for uh, over the 25 years or even longer. So we have an obligation to sustain that production profile for at least a reasonable extent to provide security uh, of the oil and gas resources in Uganda. Together with the key players, we have embarked on another roadmap to seek for investors who are going to push uh, the project for refinery forward. And as you recognize that the refinery is one of the strategic infrastructure projects for the country, and we've done also macroeconomic benefit analysis for such a massive project uh, for the state. And some of the numbers that we see are quite fundamental in transforming uh, Uganda's, uh, Uganda's economy some of which include the injection of three and a half billion US dollars into the economy annually. And then of course the balance of payments annually, which would sit at about 591 million US dollars. So you can imagine the import substitution that we'll have if we have the refinery and we reduce the import bill for petroleum products. Alongside that, of course, there are other metrics such as national capital formation, and, um, uh, of course, uh, the other elements related to the jobs that are going to be created, 32 to 35,000, and so on and so forth. So we are still keen as the state, but also as a national oil company on uh, implementing the refinery project. We have so many projects, and I worry that I may eat up the time for the rest of the team here. But just to let you know that we are also developing the Kavalega Petro-Based Industrial Park, which is intended to house industries such as petrochem, fertilizers, agro-based industries, 
um, cold chain, whichever sort of industry that feeds off uh, what the refinery is going to be producing, but also supplying services to the rest of the sector. And this, you could argue that if you double the numbers that I touched on the refinery, you can see how much this project is going to contribute to uh, economic transformation. Then we also, of course, trade in uh, petroleum products. We are trying to set up one of the storage facilities in Bulova at a place called Namwambula. We have one in Jinja that is 30 million. I think you've seen us take over operatorship of that terminal. And we are now working towards improving the operational efficiency of that terminal. And of course, at the back of that, we are also preparing ourselves in uh, trading of crude that will be due to UNOC and also due to the state. So it's important for us, and I thank uh, the Uganda Chamber of Mines for uh, putting up such a platform for us to showcase what we've done as an industry, the potential or the opportunities and the potential benefits that we envisage. Uh, maybe as um, a close uh, of my submission, I just wanted to reassure you all that the sector has progressed. There has been fatigue before, but it's now in action mode. And we encourage all Ugandans to take part of that pie. It's not only about the direct benefits, they're indirect, they're induced benefits. The sector is bringing 15 to 20 billion US dollars. We are likely to get anywhere above 50 billion within the lifetime of the projects. And that's only assuming that the price of a barrel will be seated at about $50. So if you compare it with the current energy prices or oil prices, you can see how much impact this industry is going to have on our economy. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Oil production in Nigeria decreased last month with output dropping by 11.3% month on month to an average of 1.1 million barrels per day in July due to disruptions at the Focados terminal. Production is well off the government's target of 1.7 million barrels per day, a feat not rich since March 2020. Near-term gains are limited by hydrocarbon sector sustainable production capacity and troublesome operating environment, and it might take years for oil output to return to pre-pandemic levels. And a quick trip around Africa. The Kenyan government has reversed its stance on fuel subsidies to protect consumers from skyrocketing palm prices. As such, the Energy Regulatory Authority has kept palm prices at their current levels, preventing fuel prices from crossing 20 Kenya shillings threshold for the next 30 days. The implementation of the fuel subsidies goes against the wishes of the International Monetary Fund. Namibia's central bank left its key lending rate unchanged at 7.75% at its August 16, 2023 meeting, keeping borrowing costs at their highest since April 2019. This decision follows a 50 basis points hike during its previous policy meeting in June, along with 25 basis points hike in April and February, with the purpose of preserving the peg between Namibia dollar and the South African rand while providing support to the domestic economy. Meanwhile, there were further signs of easing inflationary pressures in the domestic economy. The annual inflation rate in Namibia continued its downward trajectory to reach a near one and a half year low of 4.5% in July of 2023 compared to June's 5.3%. 
Kenya's tourism and hospitality industry players have warned that increasing pack entry fees by huge margins will hurt the country and make it lose to its competitors. Kenya Wildlife Services is proposing to raise pack fees, which will see entry charges for some parks triple. The Kenya Wildlife Services says the review is aimed at raising more funds for conservation. Park fees for the world-famous Masai Mara will double from $100 to $200. Uh, the Kenya Wildlife Services also plans to more than triple park entry fees from January 2024 for the Nairobi National Park. Adults from the rest of Africa, as well as those from international destinations, will part with $50 and $100 respectively during high season. The proposal has, however, been negatively received by industry players who now say Kenya could lose to Tanzania and other African destinations which offer similar products. Four out of seven of Africa's top safari destinations, among them Kenya, offer beach and safari packages. Kenya's main competitors are Tanzania, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Botswana, Zambia, and Namibia. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial, and you can find me at the Dome.